As the rector of St Bride's Church, Fleet Street, may I welcome you very warmly to this service, which is brought to you while our doors are closed due to the coronavirus outbreak. It has been collated from our archive of live call music, hymns and liturgy, together with prayers and a sermon specially recorded for this service. Our celebrant at this Eucharist for Maundy Thursday is our associate priest, the Reverend Dr. Jeff Lake. We shall be offering this act of worship on your behalf, and so please join your prayers with ours. May the light and hope of Christ be with us all as our worship begins. Jesus said, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you. The Lord be with you. And also with you. A very warm welcome to our choral Eucharist on this Maundy Thursday. 
as we commemorate the Last Supper of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ says, If you love me, keep my commandments. Unless I wash you, you have no part in me. Let us confess to Almighty God our sins against his love and ask him to cleanse us. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, forgive us all that is past and grant that we may serve you in newness of life to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
God our Father, who hast invited us to share in the supper which thy Son hath given to his church, that it may proclaim his death until he comes. May he nourish us by his presence and unite us in his love, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The epistle is written in the first letter of Paul to the Corinthians. For I received from the Lord what I also handed on to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took a loaf of bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, that is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup also, after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God.
hear the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Now before the festival of the Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The devil had already put it into the heart of Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray him. And during supper, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he had come from God and was going to God, got up from the table, took off his outer robe, and tied a towel around himself. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was tied around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered, You do not know what I am doing, but later you will understand. Peter said to him, You will never wash my feet. Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, One who has bathed does not need to wash, except for the feet, but is entirely clean. And you are clean, though not all of you. For he knew who was to betray him. For this reason he said, Not all of you are clean. After he had washed their feet, he put on his robe and returned to the table. He said to them, do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord. You are right, for that is what I am. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have set you an example that you also should do as I have done to you. Very truly, I tell you, servants are not greater than their master, nor are messengers greater than the one who sent them. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. When he had gone out, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man has been glorified, and glory God has been glorified in him. If God has been glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself, and will glorify him at once. Little children, I am with you only a little longer. You will look for me, and as I said to the Jews, so now I say to you, where am I going? You cannot come. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the name of the living God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Back in the 1990s, I had a job lecturing at a theological college which trained candidates for the ordained ministry from the Anglican, Methodist, and United Reformed churches. And with such a wide range of church traditions represented, 
getting a form of worship together that worked for the whole community was always a challenge, especially when it came to Holy Week. And I can remember one Maundy Thursday that was particularly contentious, because some students were very keen for the service to incorporate a symbolic foot washing, where, following the example of Jesus at the Last Supper, the priest washes the feet of selected members of the congregation. But others didn't approve of that at all. So we ended up having to be both imaginative and sensitive in how we approached this. So during our service on Maundy Thursday, two chairs were placed before the altar rail, one either side in front of the congregation, each with its own towel and jug and bowl. And the whole thing was left completely open and voluntary. Anyone who felt moved to take part was invited to go forward when one of those seats became vacant to sit down and to have their feet washed. But then they in turn would kneel down to wash the feet of the next person to sit down. And so it went on. This meant that no one individual was acting out the role of Jesus. Rather, we really were ministering to one another. Now, we had no idea whether it would work. So what happened took us all completely by surprise. Because as that ceremony progressed, the power of that simple ritual started to affect all of us. We all got caught up in it, so much so that I think I'm right in saying that pretty well every single member of our congregation, even those who had expressed the greatest reservations about the symbolic foot washing, ended up taking part. Now, at the time, we had about 55 students in training and I prided myself on enjoying a very good relationship with virtually all of them. There were really only two individuals out of the entire student body to whom I found it really very difficult to relate. And as I watched people leaving their places in the congregation and going up in turn to have their feet washed, a rather uncomfortable realisation began to dawn. Because I could see that if the sequence of people who were going forward continued to follow the pattern that was naturally emerging, I was going to end up having my feet washed by one of my two least favourite individuals, a woman whom I always found difficult and uncooperative and who always made it clear that she had very little liking or respect for me either. And so it was with a sinking heart that when my turn came, I went forward and took my seat on one of the chairs at the front as she knelt at my feet. And I have to say that I was completely unprepared for what happened next. Because she washed my feet beautifully, with extraordinary care and attentiveness and delicacy. It was as if, 
in that momentary encounter, I was able to glimpse another side of her. Indeed, I have to say that looking back now, that small incident did make an actual difference to the way in which I subsequently thought about her and related to her. Indeed, I began to realize that I was discovering the true power of such symbolic actions almost for the first time. Actions that do not merely reenact something from the past, but actually bring into being in the present something very real and very new. In that moment, without being able to put it into words, I felt that I was getting much closer to the true meaning of Maundy Thursday. Finding myself very moved and rather taken aback by this unexpected moment of revelation and grace, I myself, in turn, knelt down, ready to wash the feet of the next person to take the seat. And when I looked up to see whose feet I would be washing, I simply could not believe it. I mentioned a moment ago that there were two students in the college whom I found it immensely difficult to work with. Having had my feet washed by one of them, I now found myself facing the challenging prospect of having to wash the feet of the other one, a man who irritated me beyond belief, so much so that I must confess that I even found his presence in the room annoying. But kneeling down on that Maundy Thursday evening, I felt duty-bound to wash his feet with all the care and attentiveness that the previous woman had shown to me. And in so doing, I found myself actually having to acknowledge and to face all the negative feelings that I had felt towards him and the very ungracious way in which I often treated him and spoke about him and, I blush to admit, the contempt that I felt for him. And I have to say that suddenly I felt very, very ashamed. The Last Supper, like so many of the events of Holy Week, is a strangely complex occasion. At one level, it was an event of unprecedented intimacy as Jesus and his disciples sat together, sharing a simple meal to mark a religious festival. Something bound them together that night as never before, but it remained unspoken. There was a closeness, a sense of companionship, a sense of all that they had shared together. And that intimacy found a powerful and memorable expression that night, not through words, but through the actions of Jesus. For, as we heard in our reading from John's Gospel, Jesus took off his robe, put a towel around him, and washed his disciples' feet. Foot washing was the task of the most menial of domestic slaves, and yet here was their Lord, God's chosen one, the Messiah, doing it to them. 
Little wonder that Peter is both embarrassed and outraged. Everything in his world is suddenly and perplexingly being turned upside down. I will never let you wash my feet, he cries. But Peter, you do not yet understand, says Jesus gently. This is how it has to be. You must let me wash your feet. And you, in turn, must wash one another's feet. And for those of us living through the present pandemic, it has never been more important for us to be able to minister to one another and to respect one another, especially those whom we find it most difficult to love. It was there at the Last Supper at the very heart of that moment of wonder and intimacy that the shadow of the cross began to fall. And as this service progresses, so that shadow will increase until, like the disciples, we are left in silence and deepening darkness to watch and to wait until the terrible descent into the chaos and desolation of Good Friday finally begins. Because there, at the Last Supper, sharing in that closeness and companionship with Jesus is Judas. Jesus has just knelt before him and washed his feet too. Jesus has washed the feet of his betrayer, In so doing, he surrenders himself to the destiny that awaits him, not with anger or with fear or with resistance, but with love and with gentleness and with compassion. And in the breaking of the bread and the sharing of the cup, he gives us our first glimpse of the horror that lies ahead the shattered body, the shed blood. And for Jesus himself, the long, lonely journey towards pain and humiliation and death begins here, a journey of increasing isolation. Awaiting his arrest in the garden, Jesus embraces his destiny by an act of sheer strength of will. Father, Let this cup pass by me, but not as I will, but as thou wilt. And yet, when on this Maundy Thursday evening, we too commemorate the Lord's Supper as the first disciples did 2,000 years ago, our attention is directed not only to the horror of Good Friday, but also beyond it. For in the bread and the wine that Christ offered to us and for us at the Last Supper, we are also granting a glimpse of something more, a foretaste of the heavenly banquet, a promise that something unimaginably wonderful awaits us at the end of our journey. But like the disciples, A hard road lies ahead of us.
before we reach that place. Like them, we too must pass through the desolation and despair and hopelessness of Calvary before we can discover the true wonder of what lies beyond it. So, have courage and take heart as we too prepare to walk the way of the cross. Amen. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father, through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate from the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again, in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray. In the power of the Spirit, let us pray to the Father through Christ, the Saviour of the world. Father, on this, the night he was betrayed, your Son, Jesus Christ, washed his disciples' feet. We commit ourselves to follow his example of love and service. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. On this night, he prayed for his disciples to be one. We pray for the unity of your church. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. On this night, he prayed for those who were to believe through his disciples' message. We pray for the mission of your church and for all who are in need of the healing love of Christ. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. On this night, he commanded his disciples to love, but suffered rejection himself. We pray for the rejected and the unloved. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. On this night, 
he reminded his disciples that if the world hated them, it hated him first. We pray for those who are persecuted for their faith. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. On this night, he accepted the cup of death and looked forward to the new wine of the kingdom. We remember those who have died in the peace of Christ. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. And we pray for all who are sick or suffering at this time. For those who are isolated and alone, separated from friends and loved ones. For those who cry out in pain and yearn to be held. For those who are bereaved, who crave comfort and consolation. For those who care for the suffering and for those who are in need especially those who feel exhausted, dispirited, and fearful for the future. Loving God, surround them with your generous love and grant steadfastness and hope to all who seek to serve you, that they may know your presence with them now. Lord, hear us. Lord, graciously hear us. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of thy Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. The peace of the Lord be always with you.
Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness we have this bread to offer, which earth has given and human hands have made. It will become for us the bread of life. Blessed be God forever. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness we have this wine to offer, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. Blessed be God forever. The Lord be with you. having loved his own who are in the world, he loved them to the end. And on the night before he suffered, sitting at table with his disciples, he instituted these holy mysteries that we redeemed by his death and restored to life by his resurrection might be partakers of his divine nature. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we proclaim your great and glorious name, forever praising you and singing.
accept our praises, Heavenly Father, through your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. And as we follow his example and obey his command, grant that by the power of your Holy Spirit, these gifts of bread and wine may be to us his body and his blood, who in the same night that he was betrayed took bread and gave you thanks. He broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup and gave you thanks. He gave it to them, saying, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. Therefore, Heavenly Father, we remember his offering of himself made once for all upon the cross. We proclaim his mighty resurrection and glorious ascension. We look for the coming of his kingdom. And with this bread and this cup, we make the memorial of Christ, your Son, our Lord. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Accept through him, our great high priest, this our sacrifice of thanks and praise. And as we eat and drink these holy gifts in the presence of your divine majesty, renew us by your spirit, inspire us with your love, and unite us in the body of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, through whom and with whom and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, with all who stand before you in earth and heaven, we worship you, Father Almighty, in songs of everlasting praise. Blessing and honor and glory and power be yours forever and ever. Amen. Let us pray with confidence as our Savior has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. Though we are many, we are one body, because we all share in one bread. Draw near with faith. Receive the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he gave for you, and his blood, which he shed for you. Eat and drink in remembrance that he died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. We do not presume to come to this your table, merciful Lord, trusting in our own righteousness but in your manifold and great mercies, 
We are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under your table, but you are the same Lord, whose nature is always to have mercy. Grant us therefore, gracious Lord, so to eat the flesh of your dear Son, Jesus Christ, and to drink his blood, that our sinful bodies may be made clean by his body, and our souls washed through his most precious blood, and that we may evermore dwell in him, and he in us. Amen.
Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, we thank thee that in this wonderful sacrament thou hast given us a memorial of thy passion. Grant us so to reverence the sacred mysteries of thy body and blood, that we may know within ourselves and show forth in our lives the fruits of thy redemption. For thou livest and reignest now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, we thank you for feeding us with the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him we offer you our souls and bodies to be a living sacrifice. Send us out in the power of your Spirit to live and work to your praise and glory. Amen.
My God, my God, look upon me. Why hast thou forsaken me? And art so far from my health and from the words of my complaint. And thou continuest holy, O thou worship of Israel. They called upon thee and were holpen. They put their trust in thee and were not confounded. For they that see me laugh me to scorn. They shoot out their lips and shake their heads, saying, But thou art he that took me out of my mother's womb. Thou wast my hope when I hanged yet upon my mother's breasts. O go not from me, for trouble is hard at hand, and there is none to help me. They gape upon me with their mouths, as it were a ramping and a roaring lion. My strength is dried up like a potsherd, and my tongue cleaveth to my gums, and thou shalt bring me into the dust of death. They pierced my hands and my feet, and may tell all my bones. They stand staring, looking upon me. But be not thou far from me, O Lord. Thou art my succor. Haste thee to help me. Save me from the lion's mouth. Thou hast heard me also from among the hours of the horns of the unicorns. O praise the Lord, ye that fear him. Magnify him, all ye of the seed of Jacob, and fear him, all ye seed of Israel. My praise is of thee in the great congregation. My vows will I perform in the sight of them that fear him. All the ends of the world shall remember themselves and be turned unto the Lord, and all the kindreds of the nations shall worship before him. 
all such as be fat upon earth have eaten and worshipped. My seed shall serve him. They shall be counted unto the Lord for a generation. When the disciples had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Jesus prayed to the Father, If it is possible, take this cup of suffering from me. He said to his disciples, How is it that you were not able to keep watch with me for one hour? The hour has come for the Son of Man to be handed over to the power of sinful men. Come, let us go. Christ was obedient unto death. Go in his peace.